morning, Colorado. Here we go. The Bell and Pollock Legal Show, the only show of its kind. We are injury attorneys, and this is an injury show. You know, we cover a different injury subject each week. We try to give you the information you need to fight these insurance companies. We've been fighting them for years. These insurance companies are going to fight your injury claim. If you've been injured, you can call us anytime at 303 303- 795-5900. That's 303-795-5900. Right there on the mountains, you can call us at 970-870-8989. That's 870-8989. And I'll tell you what, we got offices in Denver. We have offices in Steamboat Springs, Springs, and our law firm does cases all over the state of Colorado. Brad Pollack and myself, Gary Bell, we've done jury trials on all four corners of the state and in between. We opened our law firm in 1984. We had a vision and mission then. It's the same vision and mission now, and that has helped injured victims put their lives back together again, recover fair, thorough, complete compensation from the insurance companies who are going to try to beat and defeat your injury claim. It's that simple. Today's subject that we're talking about are minors, you know, minors. And we're going to try to cover two different ways. You have a minor driving a car uh, or, or a minor in a car. Sometimes a minor has been the injured victim. So we're going to cover that. And we're also going to cover uh, as much as we can on whether or not when the minor is the at fault party, when the minor caused the accident. That happens a lot, especially in the summertime. You know, Brad, summertime, uh, there's all these statistics about there's 44% more driving or 50% more driving or over 50% more driving. And a lot of them or younger drivers, teen drivers, and uh, that creates a special situation. It does create a special situation. You have to be paying special attention to uh, what's going on with the minors when you're when when you're dealing with them. Uh, first of all, the best protection you can get for your minor, if your minor is driving a car, is is appropriate insurance. The best protection you can get against a minor that might might hurt you is to have your best UIM insurance. And why? Because sometimes, and a lot of agents do this, a lot of insurance companies suggest it, they, they take the minor and they give lesser limits of coverage to the minor. They separate out the minor from the house, um, from the household. And so while you're, where you might have a mother and a father carrying a $100,000 policy or a $250,000 policy, you have a minor carrying a $25,000 policy. And so as you're driving, if the minor is the person who runs into you, you may find the minor with very little insurance. You may also find that the minor, for some reason or another, has decided, as they sometimes do, to take a a, a car without permission or uh, they're otherwise driving a car that where they're an excluded driver and therefore you're not going to have insurance coverage at that point. So it's important that when you're looking at your insurance, you know, and, and there's a lot of ads out there nowadays for ways to save insurance and that's a tendency and that's a temptation that might be out there for people to get lesser insurance, to, to cut back on that premium. And I understand money can be tight. Money is tight. It's, it's hard to pay the bills, uh, but you, you should be thinking of insurances, uh, your car insurance is being the, one of the lesser ones. Uh, more people are getting back on the roads now. We're going to have more and more uh, crashes. We're going to have more and more safety problems. It's 
the still the most dangerous thing you do most of the time in your in your life and in in everyday activities. And the best protection you have is to make sure you have some very good insurance. And you have insurance that's going to protect you regardless of who runs into you. Right. You can call us anytime, 303-795-5900. That's 795-5900. You can call us right now, 303-795-5900. And the mountain's 970-870-8989. Or just remember this, go to our website, championsofthepeople.com. That's championsofthepeople.com. All of our books are there. We've written six books. They're free. You can download an e-copy free anytime. If you want a hard copy, just call our law firm at 303-795-5900. It's a lot of information. We have a lot of good books. We have a book on workers' comp. We do workers' comp cases all over the state of Colorado. And we have for years, we do uh, hit and run cases. We wrote a book on hit and, one, hit and run called Cowards of the Street. So just go to our website, championsofthepeople.com. All of our books are there and they're free for you. Now we're talking about minors, you know, so Brad, let's talk about it from the side of the equation of you've got the minor in the car. Uh, and so the minor is injured. And, the, and so in this situation, the minor did not cause or, or was not the outfall party, didn't cause the accident. So can you recover injuries, damages and losses for minors? And is it the same, you know, as a, a recovery for adults? Uh, is there anything different or is it the same? Well, there, it's going to be a different process. Uh, first of all, the statute of limitations, the time in which the minor has to bring the case uh, is going to be extended to the year majority, to when the minor turns 18, and then uh, for three years thereafter. Uh, I have been on the airways for many, many years now telling you, uh, you don't want to wait. If you have waited, if you're out there and you have waited, come see us or give us a call. As Gary said at the beginning of the show, you can do it all by video or by telephone. There's no need for you to come into our office if you do, if you want to observe social distancing. If you come into our office, we'll observe social distancing while you're in our office. But uh, if you if you've been sitting on a case and the minor's been sitting on a case and the minor got hurt and you need recovery, you need to come talk to us. Now, what you're talking about with minors getting hurt is you're talking a whole. Uh, a different set of rules as applies procedurally. The guts of the case is still whether or not the person that, that caused the crash was at fault and whether or not they did cause a crash and they should be paying for the injuries. And the guts of the case are whether the injuries to the minor, which a lot of times can be much longer in nature because they're younger, then they can be more susceptible. And sometimes it's harder to even know what the injuries are. Because minors can't readily tell you at times what their injuries are. They don't understand a lot of that. They just have pain at times. And how they act and, and what they do, you're going to have to be able to decipher it as, as a parent or as a loved one or somebody close to the minor. Uh, then you start getting the, the case of the minor and how you're going to pursue the case against the at-fault party. And that's going to take some, uh, some different boundaries at times to be able to figure out what their injuries are. Right. So, I mean, you got basically the same damages, injuries, and losses and categories of damages for the minor, but uh, there are nuances, there are differences. And as Brad just mentioned, if you got an injury to a teenager in the car, somebody that's 12 years old, 11 years old, 10 years old, uh, and that has to be handled a little bit differently than if, and then if you have a pediatric injury, even to a baby, I mean, they can't explain to you. So what's happening, what's hurting. So there's a special way to approach those cases. Just know that you can recover for the minor if you recover money, and, and, but you have to have a game plan. And we always preach game plans. So you can go to our website, championsofthepeople.com, right? And one, we wrote a book called Legal Game Plan. 
We, you know, if you call us and, and you talk to us and we give you a free initial consultation, either by video conferencing or by phone or otherwise, uh, then we will give you a, your legal game plan. You need your game plan. Game plan changes too. They need to be adjusted, sometimes midstream, sometimes a week into the case, sometimes a month into the case, but you need one. So we wrote a book. We trademark protected that concept and that idea of legal game plan. You need a strategy to beat these insurance companies. So yes, minors can recover. If you recover money, then you've got to go through the probate proceeding. And you say, wow, that sounds like it's hard, very complicated. It's not. Sometimes you don't have to go through the probate proceeding for the minor, but you must know the rules. You can give us a call anytime, Bell and Pollock. Gary Bell, Brad Pollock. Bell and Pollock is our law firm, 303-795-5900. That's 795-5900. In the mountains, 970-870-8989. Our website, championsofthepeople.com. Today, we're talking about minors. What happens when a minor is involved in an automobile accident? Can minors recover for injuries? Yes. We touched on that on the first part of the program. Now, Brad, let's, let's kind of redirect our attention over to the fact that when there's an accident, there was a minor driving and the minor is at fault in the accident. Uh, how does that work and how do you handle that? And, and by all means, understand that we, we only touch the tip of the iceberg on the part where the minor gets hurt in the crash. We, we, you know, we've got things like guardianship and, and conservator and how how you're supposed to manage the money and how you can make sure you get the right amount of money. There's so much that we only touch the tip of the iceberg on, but let's, let's get to the other side. When the miner is the one driving and the miner has caused the crash, uh, you've got to, you've got to be able to identify uh, why that miner is driving that car and uh, how the miner got possession of that car and was able to drive that car and how that miner is being insured for driving that car because the minor still has a duty to be insured and that duty is going to fall on the parents or the person who handed the minor the keys to the car. So you've got that beginning step, that beginning process of saying, okay, when, when the crashes occur and you realize you're dealing with a minor, um, you know, you may not be able to get it at the scene of the crash, but you most certainly are going to want somebody to get down to the bottom of how that minor got, uh, isn't behind that car and, and who's taking financial responsibility for the minor's acts. And sometimes that can be a very easy process. Sometimes it can be a very difficult process. Well, it can be. And so you need to know the nuances and some of the basic nuances, you know, for looking at this situation from 30,000 feet, the bigger picture is you have to be able to prove that there's insurance uh, behind the minor uh, because sometimes uh, families insure the minor's car for a lot less. And so you have to f- search for insurance. Sometimes there's not insurance. Sometimes they only buy the minimum $25,000 for the minor. And, and try to exclude the minor from other policies. Did you hear that? Try to exclude the minor from other policies in the household. So you have to have attorneys that understand this. I mean, we've done literal shows on finding insurance, shows on how you do it, shows on what kind of policies do you look for and how do you look for them, right? But when the minor has the accident, you've got to be able to find uh, the insurance because sometimes it's not readily obvious. Sometimes it's um, it's hidden. Sometimes you have to discover it. And it takes effort, uh, time, energy, and effort, and expertise. Speaking of expertise, we formed a law firm in 1984, Brad Pollack and I did, Gary Bell. Our law firm is Bell and Pollock, and we have years of experience doing all this. And you can put our years of experience to work for you. You can call us at 303 303- That's 795-5900. Also in the mountains, you can call us at 970-870-8989 or just go to our website, championsofthepeople.com. 
right there on the home page, right? We have several really important, important features. You know, one of which is what do you need to know before you talk to the adjuster the first time? That's one. But the other one, if you don't want to leave your home because of the virus situation or any other reason, you can deal with us. Just click on our green telelaw button on our homepage of championsofthepeople.com. And it'll open all the platforms that you can use. You can video conference with us, talk with us, email us, fax us. And we can go for the, through this process from beginning to end right from the comfort of your own home. Okay. If you got a minor that's, that's, uh, that's caused an accident, Brad, and you're looking for insurance, and we've covered that, we've, we've, we, we've touched on that. But sometimes it's not obvious, and sometimes they're excluded from policies. But there's other doctrines, like maybe the family car doctrine. So let's talk about that, how when they try to avoid liability and they say there's no insurance, and well, there might be insurance, and it might come under the family car doctrine. Sure, that's another one where you need to have an idea uh, uh, why the miner was behind the car and how the miner got to the car and what they're, um, what they're doing, uh, why they're driving, and what's going on uh, with respect to the family dynamics. Family dark doctrine comes out of the common law tradition and concepts relating to the principal-agent relationships. And um, what they do is they take the, the family car doctrine provides that an owner of a vehicle who's deemed to be the head of a household, and they're head of the household now. So you're talking about a mother or a father, and you're talking can be held liable for negligent acts or omissions of the driver of the car, uh, where the car, uh, where the driver is a family member or a person who had the express or implied consent. So you want to find out what the family dynamics are. Now, are you going to be able to find that when you're standing at the scene of the crash or when you're laying there and you're getting into the ambulance and they're about to drive you off and, and, and take you to the hospital or when you're getting in your own car because you decided not to go to the ambulance, listen to our shows last week. Uh, where we talked about uh, whether or not you should be reporting your injury and how you should handle it. But are you going to be able to find that out? Probably not. Is is the insurance adjuster from the at-fault party who calls up and says, let me take your recorded statement, going to tell you that? Probably not. As a matter of fact, they're going to want information from you. But if you ask that simple question, who is the person and and tell me uh, what if was it a family car or was who owned the car? They're not going to tell you any of that information. So uh, what's the relationship of the person who owned the car? They're not going to tell you any of that information. Why was the person driving the car? They're not going to tell you any of that information. So you're going to be facing uh, having to find out the family car doctrine from good lawyers, lawyers who know about the family car doctrine, lawyers who are willing to find it for you and who understand the concept. Right. And Brad made some excellent points because the insurance company is not going to volunteer this information to you, but it's critical information. And that's why, if you know, if you go to our homepage of our website, championsofthepeople.com, not only is the green telelaw button there where you can contact us and hire us and get your game plan, but also there's a whole button there that you can hit as to what you need to know before you talk to the insurance adjuster on the very first call after an accident. There's a show, a 30-minute show button you can hit, or there's a quick downloadable printable checklist button that you can hit right on our homepage of championsofthepeople.com. It's important that you need to know your rights before you talk to the adjuster, right? And if there's any confusion or question, just call us. I mean, people call us all the time and say, I was in an accident. I'm going to talk to the adjuster. What should I do? You know, you don't have to be forced to hire Bell and Pollock. We give you information all the time. We've been doing it for years, right? We do a show on Saturday mornings on KHOW 6.30 a.m. That's a community-based show that we answer uh, legal questions on any legal subject, even though we're injury attorneys. Why do we do it? Because you need information. That's why we do these shows. So if you have the information about maybe the adjuster's call or how to deal with a minor at-fault liability situation, right? What if you have a teenager, 17 years old, uh, that's drunk or high on drugs or vaping 
or texting, or all of the above, or some of the above, or a combination of the above, right? What do you do? You have to have a special strategy. That's why we preach legal game plan. That's why we invented and created a whole program called Legal Game Plan, and we wrote a book called Legal Game Plan, and you can get it free. All of our books are free on our website, championsofthepeople.com. We've got six books written. Okay, Brad, so the family car doctrine. So when they say, well, the minor doesn't have any insurance, not responsible, not liable, so sorry, goodbye. Well, the family car doctrine has to be developed. And the insurance companies, as you said, great point. They're not going to help you develop it. Uh, so you've got you've got to develop it. Uh, but also, there's some other ways to hold minors liable and responsible. And one of them, uh, let's just briefly talk about negligent entrustment in a second. Sure. Uh, you know, and and that that's a question that comes up when you start talking about how well do you know the minor that you handed the keys to. And that doesn't have to be a family member that handed the keys to him. If I hand the keys to a to a minor uh, to be able to go drive, even if that minor is not a member of my family, uh, have I negligently entrust, negligently entrust, entrusted that car to that minor? The, in other words, do I know anything about the minor? Do I know if the minor is a responsible person or not? Do I know if the minor is the per- type of person who's going to drive the car correctly or not? And that can be with regard to my own child, or it can be with regard to any other minor that I might hand the keys to. And when I give them the opportunity to drive my car, we have to understand that I'm giving them the the opportunity that if used wrong, that car becomes a weapon or becomes a tool of destruction. It can hurt people. And when I'm handing somebody uh, the keys to go operate a tool of destruction that can hurt people, now all of a sudden I've taken on some liability because I haven't bothered to find out what kind of person this miner is. Right. You can call us anytime, 303 795 5900. You can call us right now, 303 795 5900. And the mountains, 970 870 8989. We have offices in Denver and Steamboat Springs, and we do cases and injury cases all over the state of Colorado, and we have for years. You can go to our website, championsofthepeople.com. It's all there for you. Okay, Brad, let's talk about this negligent entrustment document so, do, doctrine. So now we've got the, the, the minor that's at fault. And so maybe somebody negligently entrusted the vehicle to them. The classic case in Colorado is, you know, everybody's at a party, um, everybody's drinking, they're inebriated, they're drunk, and somebody says, hey, can I borrow your car? Can I use your car? And you say, sure, here's the keys. That's a negligent entrustment. You're giving it to a drunk driver. But it can happen with a teenager as well because even if they're not drinking or or that sort of situation, because if you know or have have reason to know facts that would indicate this is a dangerous driver, maybe they've had multiple tickets, maybe they've had their license suspended, maybe they've had it taken away. So then if you give them the keys, it's almost the situation, the same situation. Well, that's exactly right. You know, and when we put into a parent contact, a a parent is under duty to exercise reasonable care to, um, to control his minor child and to prevent the minor child from intentionally harming others or from uh, conducting uh, the, the minor or from the minor child conducting himself as to create an unreasonable risk of bodily harm to others. Uh, now, that's, that's some nice um, lingo, legal lingo, that, that basically tells you that even as a parent, you have a duty to protect others from your child. And if you know your child has certain tendencies, uh, that could make your child dangerous on the roads, you have a duty to stop that from happening. Don't put your child on the road. And as Brad said earlier, we just t- touched the tip of the iceberg on the subject today. You can call us anytime. Put our experience to work for you, 303-795-5900. That's 303 
5900 in the mountains 970-870-8989 870-8989 and you can get on our website championsofthepeople.com Gary Bell Brad Pollock our law firm is Bell and Pollock championsofthepeople.com we'll see you next week